Welcome to episode 118 of Morning Kickoff, a weekly Vikings football podcast where we cover all news football. I'm your host, Matt Witt, and today we are live on YouTube.com slash Matt Witt, as well as Twitch.tv slash The Matt Witt. You can come check us out every Monday and Thursday morning or listen to all the pre-recorded podcasts wherever you get your podcasts. Today we have a very exciting episode because this Vikings team is on fire. Yes, this might be our first one of the season against Russell Wilson, a playoff contending team. We can put the first two weeks aside. I mean, Vikings should have won those two games. Vikings should be 3-0 right now, but we aren't. So not a great start to the season, but based off of the game that we saw against Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks, the offense that we saw, the defense in the second half, Vikings look like one of the best teams in the NFL. And I might be getting ahead of myself saying that because this is just the Seattle Seahawks, and next week we have a tougher matchup, but hands down, Great performance by the Minnesota Vikings, and we'll be recapping all of this that we saw in this weekly episode of Morning Kickoff. I hope you all do enjoy. Do you enjoy listening to this podcast? If you don't, that's totally fine. But if you do and would like to help out, there will be a link in the description that will bring you to my merch store. At this store, we sell t-shirts, sweatshirts, and mugs, and all of the profit earned will go towards the production of this podcast. Thank you all, and enjoy the show. Minnesota Vikings come up with a 30-17 win over Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks. Vikings move to 1-2 on the season and are third in the division. Scoring 23 unanswered points against the Seattle Seahawks, many may forget that the Seahawks were actually up 17-7 against the Minnesota Vikings, and they scored 23 straight, holding the Seahawks to zero points in the second half, winning the home opener for the 2021 season with fans, first game with fans since 2019, for the first win of the season and first win in history against Russell Wilson. Great performance by the Minnesota Vikings and the offensive performance. And as a whole, Vikings just outperformed the Seattle Seahawks, even on defense. Now, Vikings had more first downs in this game, a higher third down efficiency, more passing yards, more rushing yards, more sacks, and held time of possession, a significant increase of time of possession over the last couple weeks, and a huge time of possession over the Seattle Seahawks in this game, which that's really what you have to do. We talked about this in the preview where the Minnesota Vikings keeping that ball, keeping the clock running, and keeping it out of Russell Wilson's hand is one of the keys the Vikings had to actually winning this game. And that's a huge player on why the Vikings won this game. But the biggest reason why the Vikings won this game, Kirk Cousins is red hot. He is on fire. I mean, Kirk Cousins has had the best first three starts, is having is on track to have an MVP season, on track already to have by far his best season of his career. Kirk Cousins is on fire. He's looking like an MVP candidate. He might be the best quarterback in football right now based off of this year so far. As a matter of fact, him and Matthew Stafford are two of the best quarterbacks in football right now. And who do the who does all ESPN, Fox, what who does everyone talk about? They talk about Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady. Now Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady have been doing all right so far this season. Stafford and Kirk Cousins have been on fire. I'm really happy for Matthew Stafford. Um I'm so glad he got out of that terrible situation in Detroit and is performing very well with the Rams right now. And Rams are looking like the best team in the NFC right now. So kudos to him. But taking a look at Kirk Cousins, I mean, best first three games for the Minnesota Vikings and Kirk Cousins ever. I mean, Dalvin Cook went out with an injury. Now, he had an injury going into this going into this week, and it was a little iffy. He was questionable to play. Getting the news on Sunday that Dalvin Cook wasn't going to play was a huge hit. Because the Minnesota Vikings 
from history have looked very bad without Dalvin Cook. Have not been able to win when Cook doesn't get over 100 total yards for this Vikings offense. So what did they do? They put the ball in Kirk Cousins' hands, and wow, did he perform. I mean, Kirk Cousins is looking like the best quarterback in football. He should get NFC, he should get Offensive Player of the Month and should get Player of the Week so far. So, Kirk Cousins on fire. Now, you take a look at this. Minnesota Vikings, during the preview, I actually said that my bold prediction of the week, I do this in all my previews, I said Kirk Cousins was going to outperform Russell Wilson. Kirk Cousins outperformed Russell Wilson on all cylinders of this game. 323 passing yards, a 79 completion percentage, three touchdowns, a 128.4 pass rating, and a 93.3 QBR. Kirk Cousins is having a career year so far. He's looking like the best team. Vikings are looking like the best offense in football, judging off of this last couple weeks. We're taking away the Bengals game because that was really offensive line in the holding and false starts that ruined our game. The last couple weeks, Minnesota Vikings are looking like the best offense in football. Russell Wilson had 298 passing yards with a 71.9 completion percentage, a touchdown, 111.2 passer rating, and a 40.9 QBR. So not a terrible performance from Russell Wilson. It's just Kirk Cousins outperformed him on all aspects of this. So Minnesota Vikings, Kirk Cousins, red hot, looking like the best quarterback in football, should be in the MVP race right now, and is actually second in the league in QBR, which I'd say... Outside of win-loss ratio, QBR is the most important quarterback stat. Is second in the league in QBR, only behind Matthew Stafford. So, like I said, Matthew Stafford and Kirk Cousins, two of the best quarterbacks in football, and are should be the top two uh, front runners for the for the league when it comes to MVP race. Now we're only after we are only three weeks into the season. We have a lot left to go. So, after three weeks, Minnesota Vikings, Kirk Cousins, and Matthew Stafford should be the two front runners for MVP race right now. So, taking a look at this. Vikings, we have to appreciate Clint Kubiak. I've mentioned it many times on this podcast, and I will say it again. Kubiak has done excellent play calling this season. Has done so much better than his dad, Gary Kubiak. I mean, light years better. Almost as good as Kevin Stefanski. Clint Kubiak is doing a great job when it comes to play calling in all three weeks. Kubiak did a great job play calling in week one, given the chance that he had, given the situation they the Minnesota Vikings offensive line put Kubiak in did a great job play calling seeing those offensive screens to Madison that was a thing of beauty I mean Minnesota Vikings many times set up these offensive screens where it was just a couple yard pass to Madison and Madison has four blockers in front of him I mean you're guaranteed at least a first down when you do that seeing him use Tyle Conklin seeing him use KJ Osborne not just feeding Jefferson and Adam Thielen and Dalvin Cook. I mean, Dalvin Cook wasn't there that game. But not just using these core guys, but giving the supporting cast some targets. Minnesota Vikings, Clint Kubiak, great play calling. Offensive line did a great job as well. I mean, Seattle defense might not be great when it comes to rushing the passer. However, they held their own. And this Minnesota Vikings offense as a whole just did phenomenal. I mean, Vikings offense, you take a look at the box score. 453 total yards of offense in this game, led by obviously Kirk Cousins, but Alexander Madison. Alexander Madison went off, both in the run game and in the pass game. Now, we knew Madison was great as a backup running back. We had no idea until this game that Madison could step in for Dalvin Cook and look this great. Because up until yesterday, up until Sunday's game, he wasn't able to do so. Now, seeing him come in and play, instead of just playing a couple a couple snaps to let Dalvin Cook sit and rest, 
he played an entire drive, an entire series for the Minnesota Vikings offense and looked amazing. 34 total touches, touches with 171 scrimmage yards, 4.3 yards per carry. Now, it's, again, I'll mention it. It's against a Seattle Seahawks defense. Not a great defense. We'll see what he can do. Hopefully, Dalvin Cook will be back, but we'll see what Madison can do against the Cleveland Browns defense and what the Vikings offense as a whole can do against the Browns defense. And Justin Jefferson also had a day. 11 targets for 9 receptions, 118 receiving yards with a touchdown. And Tyler Conklin, like I said, seeing Clint Kubiak put Tyler Conklin into this offensive scheme has been amazing. Us Vikings fans, same with Madison, same with Conklin. We knew how good Conklin was. We knew that he could step into the starting role. Thing is, we haven't seen it yet. And just get, seeing what happened yesterday where the Minnesota Vikings, you obviously have Thielen and Jefferson. And last year, Gary Kubiak really liked targeting those guys, really liked designing plays for those two guys. What Clint Kubiak is doing that I appreciate so much is using the, what are you, using the, the supporting cast is what we'll call them. Tyler Conklin, KJ Osborne, Alexander Madison. I mean, not only in this game where Madison was starting, but Madison in the past game as well. Seeing Clint Kubiak using these supporting cast, which is your depth players, and making them look like superstars. I mean, Tyler Conklin stepping into that starting role for the Minnesota Vikings after Irv Smith Jr. went down was a big question mark. It was a big red flag. But we knew Tyler Conklin was ready based off of the last two seasons we saw from him. Tyler Conklin, great performance. Eight targets, seven receptions, 70 receiving yards, and a touchdown. That's his first touchdown of the season. Adam Thielen, nine targets, six receptions, 50 yards, and a touchdown. Adam Thielen obviously got to get his weekly touchdown. And then KJ Osborne, two targets for two receptions and 26 yards. KJ Osborne, now yes, it's only two receptions, but has really stepped into that role. KJ Osborne is the best wide receiver of three that the Vikings have had since Jarius Wright. I mean, he's looking phenomenal. KJ Osborne on this offense has been a huge player, and he was leading the Vikings in receiving yards going into this matchup. Now he doesn't, obviously, after this, after Jefferson had 118 receiving yards. But going into this, Osborne was leading the Minnesota Vikings in receiving yards. Like I said already, Clint Kubiak is doing a great job designing plays for this supporting cast because defenses are designed to stop Jefferson. Defenses are designed to stop Dalvin Cook. Defenses are designed to stop Adam Thielen in the red zone. What did you do then? You designed plays for Tyler Conklin. Wide, le wide open on just about every reception he had. K.J. Osborne, throw it to him on third down. That's a risky move, but based off of K.J. Osborne's performance so far, I am all in on that, giving it to K.J. Osborne on third down because he has come up clutch in all of his games so far this season. Huge, huge. I have never seen this with the Minnesota Vikings. Going from your rookie season, where you looked like the worst draft pick out of the 2020 draft, and having such progression in the offseason, going into year three, filling huge shoes after all the uh, injuries the Minnesota Vikings had, huge shoes to be filled. KJ Osborne steps into that role and the Minnesota Vikings offense. That's the piece that we were missing last year is that KJ Osborne wide receiver three, someone who can step into the role and make plays on third down and just be the X factor for the Vikings offense. On top of that, Amir Abdullah had five carries for 24 yards. That averages to 4.8 yards per carry. So still a great performance from Amir Abdullah. And like I said multiple times on this podcast, Minnesota Vikings offense, we don't have much depth at the offensive line or wide receiver position. But wow, do we have depth at running back. We have a top three running back in the league, Dalvin Cook. 
We have arguably top five best backup running backs in the league, Alexander Madison. Outside of that, we have Amir Abdullah, CJ Ham. He he also had two rushing yards. We have AJ Rose on the practice squad, and we have Kanate and Wanu. Kanate and Wanu, we haven't seen anything from yet so far, so we don't really know how he's gonna look. But he was a fourth round draft pick, so. As long as he holds, looks like a fourth-round draft pick, that's all we're asking from him. So Vikings have a lot of depth at the running back position, and just about every position on the Vikings roster, there is no depth. So great job for the Vikings backup running backs. Taking a look at the special teams now. Vikings offense had a great performance. The special teams did too. I mean, Greg Joseph had a bounce-back game. Now, he didn't have any... Uh, I don't think he even shot a field goal over 40 yards. It was basically all less than 40 yards in this game. He was three for three on field goal attempts and three for three on extra point attempts. Jordan Brary did a great job when it comes to punting. And the punt return game and kick return game for the Vikings was decent as well. So Vikings special teams really stepped up in this game. And if you remember the last two years, the Vikings played the Seattle Seahawks both on primetime. The special teams lost us both of those games. If we had... Greg Joseph and Jordan Berry playing this well against the Seattle Seahawks last year, we would have won. If we had this, they're playing this well the year before that, we would have won if we had a better kick and punt return game because CJ Ham fumble did make us lose that game as well as Amir Abdullah's fumble. Good thing both of them aren't returning any kicks anymore. Vikings defense, though, we just went over the special teams in offense, which was outstanding. The Vikings defense was a completely different story. The Seattle offense did exactly what I said that they were going to do. They were going to target Bashad Breeland. They were going to target Patrick Peterson. Because our corners is the weakest point on this Vikings team. We have a lot of stars on defense, and it's easy to forget that. I mean, Eric Kendricks is looking like, is making a case for himself as the best middle linebacker in the NFL, and I've said it multiple times. And so far this season, he's on track to have his best season he's ever had. Harrison Smith looking okay. Xavier Woods playing all right. Nick Vigil looking pretty good. I mean, exceeding expectations. You have Daniel Hunter obviously coming back and looking great. Everson Griffin picking up sacks, had two tackle for losses and a sack yesterday. I mean, there's a lot of great players on this Vikings defense. And then you take a look at the Vikings corners. Bashad Breeland, worst starting corner in NFL football. And there is no reason at all the Minnesota Vikings should still have started him. Going into week four, if the Vikings start another game with Bashad Breeland, I'm retiring. I'm retiring as a Vikings fan. Well, not really. I mean, I'm too big of a Vikings fan, but I will want to. Because I cannot see this guy start another game in purple and gold with the Minnesota Vikings when you have a player like Cameron Dantzler on your bench. Cameron Dantzler, the best second-year corner in football has been benched this entire season so far after a great rookie season that he had. Now, yes, his preseason wasn't that great. You have to mention that his preseason was pretty awful, but there's no way he can have a worse performance than Bashad Breeland has had these first three weeks. We're going into week four. Week four, and we've seen three straight weeks of Bashad Breeland looking awful, looking like he shouldn't even be in the NFL. On top of that, Patrick Peterson has disappointed us as well. Thing is, Patrick Peterson, it's Pat P. We're stuck with him. We have to use him. It was a needed signing for the Minnesota Vikings. Plus, you, you can't bench Patrick Peterson and Bashad Breeland. You have to just have Cameron Dantzler as your right cornerback. Play man coverage. Because he's one of the best corners, the best second-year corner when it comes to man-to-man -to -man coverage. Now, yes, his tackling has not been great. 
He's missed a lot of tackles, but Cameron Dantzler is a huge upgrade from Bashad Breeland, and we can't see Breeland doing the same performance every single week, especially when you're playing offenses that are much better than the Seattle Seahawks. The reason why the Vikings defense was so great in the second half was because of the pass rush. Pocket was closing quick on Russell Wilson. Our pass rush did a great job against Russell Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks, both blitzing him and getting to the passer without blitzing, using Everson Griffin and Daniel Hunter. I mean, this Vikings defense on the pass rush has really surprised me so far this season. And we're lucky we have great players like Eric Kendricks on this defense, who is looking like the best middle linebacker in football and is making a case. It might be this defensive player of the year. I mean, typically linebackers, I mean, middle linebackers who off ball linebackers don't really get defensive player of the year, but it definitely should be first team all pro at that. So I'll show a little bit of respect here. The Vikings corners this year have been better than they were last year, but that's not saying much. And I just can't wrap my head around the fact that Bashad Breeland is still starting for the Minnesota Vikings. After three weeks of football, of him being the worst starting corner in football, the Vikings still have decided to start him every single game. When you have a player like Cameron Dantzler who's sitting on the bench, and Dantzler is not happy about that at all. I mean, he had a tweet after the game. Um, I think he's I think he's trying to take the Stephon Diggs route where he's trying to get a trade, which he should. He should be trying to get traded because Cameron Dantzler on many different teams would be a starting corner and should be with the Minnesota Vikings. Should be at least our cornerback two alongside Patrick Peterson. There's no reason why the Vikings should start Bashad Breeland against the Browns when they have Landry and Odell Beckham Jr. for the wide receivers. Minnesota Vikings defense, there's a great, there's a lot of star players. However, those corners, the most important position on defense is terrible. I mean, Patrick Peterson isn't looking good at all, but we're putting we're putting that aside. We're looking at Bashad Breeland, the weakest link on this Vikings team right now. And there's no reason why they should start him any more games in the NFL ever after the three games that he had against his opponents. And this was his toughest matchup. I mean, he also made AJ Green look like Randy Moss. He made Tyler Boyd look like Jerry Rice. I mean, these you have to bench him after the three weeks that he had. It just needs to happen. But all in all, Vikings team as a whole looks unstoppable. I mean, Vikings right now, we have to focus on next week and obviously the weekly matchups. However, Vikings, if we win our division, still, after starting the season 0-2, can make a run for a Super Bowl. It's only week three, guys. This overreaction about... Starting the game season 0-2 and talking about Mike Zimmer already having to move on and Kirk Cousins needs to... Okay, stop talking about Kirk Cousins, but Mike Zimmer needs to move on. You have to get over that, all right? It's only week three. Minnesota Vikings are 1-2. and two. Or I guess now it's week four, but still, it's only been three games. Minnesota Vikings are 1-2. and two. NFC North is not looking tough at all. Packers should have lost yesterday, but... We'll get over that. I mean, Packers are looking really good when it comes to these last couple games, but Vikings can still win this division easily. I mean, just win your divisional games. Win the easy matchups. And Vikings can win this division, make a run for the Super Bowl in the NFC. But it starts with winning this division, which they can do. With this Vikings team that we have, we can do that. But if you want to win div your division, if you want to make a run for a Super Bowl, you can't have Bashad Breeland starting at corner. I mean, it's the only part on this Vikings team that I could have looked at yesterday during the Seattle Seahawks game 
and said that can lose us the Super Bowl. That can, or that can lose us, ruin our season, is Bashad Breeland. Because in the first quarter, Seattle Seahawks scored on, I believe it was their first three drives. It might have been three out of four of their first drives, but either way, how did they score by targeting Breeland? Now, Patrick Peterson didn't look great as well, but we're going to focus on Breland right now. Vikings have to get rid of this guy. Bench him. Put Cameron Dantzler out there. Please, because I'm so tired of seeing Breland start. And that's the weakest point in this Vikings team and honestly can ruin our season. All in all, though, great performance from the Minnesota Vikings. Both offensively and surprisingly defensively. Because to hold the Seattle Seahawks to zero points in the second half, to hold one of the best offenses to just 17 points in the game is excellent. So hats off to this Vikings defense. Hats off to specifically Eric Hendricks, Everson Griffin, Daniel Hunter, Harrison Smith, and Xavier Woods, and Nick Vigil. Not these corners. But with that being said, great performance. Minnesota Vikings. I almost forgot what it feels like to win because it's been a while since the Vikings have won a game. They lost all their preseason games and both of their regular season games. Didn't have a great 2020 season, so there wasn't much to be excited about there as well. Minnesota Vikings, this win feels so good. Now, 1-2 and two in the season is not where you want to be, but once again, we can bounce back from this. It's going to wrap up episode 118 of Morning Kickoff. I hope you all did enjoy listening to this episode. If you did, be sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast for more Minnesota Vikings football-related content. Thank you all for tuning into this episode of Morning Kickoff. Have a great day.